Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind and Solar's general manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on self-reliant energy. Check out our additional educational information, including dates for our hands-on workshops conducted in Seymour, on our website, windandsolar.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. Thanks for checking us out today. We're going to sit down and have a wonderful chat. David has really been a problem and not got us to do the podcast regularly, so if you want to email him and give him your comments of disdain about his reluctance to get in here and do the podcast, I agree with you 100%. I'm ashamed of him at this point and how <laughs> lax he's been on that. Me, on the other hand, I've been working to get us some workshops together, so we've got a new workshop that's coming up, and if I was really good, I would know the date on that. It's April the what's it fourth fourteenth forty first. It's April the fourth oh fourteenth forty first fourteenth, and that's going to be kind of it's a different one. So we've got just it's an after hours two hour workshop. It's really just an intro. We're excited to see how that goes. If it goes great, it was my idea. If it goes wrong, I bet you can guess whose idea it was. So check it out. Go to winningsolar.com, click on the workshop tab. And then, of course, we do have our once a quarter classes. May is already half full. Yeah, half full. Or for half sure. empty, yeah. depending on your. Nope, it's half full. It's half full. That will fill up very quickly. So if you are interested in going to that, now's kind of the time. By the time this gets edited and put out on the server, we probably will be close to full. So make sure you're checking that. But today I have an awesome scenario for Mr. McDerris. I'm going to quiz him on this. And I want to know why, if I'm wanting to run a little window air conditioner. So I bought a little window air conditioner that uses a couple thousand watts. Let's just call it 2000 watts. And I wanted to run that. And so I came into the store and I bought an inverter and I bought, let's say, a 24-volt inverter that had a 3,000-watt capacity. And then I bought a 24-volt battery. And the one I'm thinking of has about 3.8 kilowatts in it. Why can I not just plug all that together and run my air conditioner for a couple hours? It seems like math-wise, all of my math works out. And it should be able just to do that. So what's my problem here? What have I got wrong on this? The discharge rate. Okay. The discharge rate is the key factor in sizing a battery bank properly to an inverter size and a load size for that matter. So in this case in point, the battery that you're thinking of has a maximum discharge rate of 1,900 watts continuously. Okay. So in the case that you bought a 2000 watt air conditioner or, you know, that's going to use 2000 watts continuously, you're going to be deficient by a hundred and it just wouldn't run it. The battery would actually trip up. It would actually has an internal system on it that would trip off and shut the battery down. It wouldn't allow you to run that. So how do you know then what your discharge rate is? Is that standard across the board or is that battery it's not, specific? It's kind of battery specific. Flooded lead acid and AGM are a little easier to actually to figure. There is a formula for those. Lithium, they're going to specifically tell you. Each lithium battery is going to specifically tell you 
their discharge rate, and it varies. Okay. Does this have to do with like chemistry or what? Chemistry, yeah. The discharge rate on lithium is a lot different than it is on flooded lead acid and AGM batteries. Lithium, as you well know, Wes, we sat down and did the math one time on your batteries. Ah, yeah, and, you know, we it were, did not go well. And it, yeah, it didn't go well <laughs> because math said that it didn't work. And so <laughs> discharge rate is all about time. It actually takes time into the variance. So if you take have to take time into the variance, that's where all the math got a little bit wonky with the lithiums. And that's what makes lithium so great is their discharge rate is over a very long period of time. And so it's able to do a lot more and discharge a lot deeper, not be affected as dramatically as the AGM battery or the flood of the acid battery. But so. to be specific, your wattage on your battery, mm-hmm. because your wattage is just a representation of the storage capacity. Right. And so the bottom line of that is... It's like saying, even if you had a bucket full of water, right. you don't empty the bucket all, all the way. Out of, even if you tip it over, right. it's still got to run out. Yeah. So you out. can't, yeah. all of that's yeah. not available. Yeah. And so are you looking at then your manufacturing specs? Is that the only way you get to this? or Well, the way you would do it on an AGM or a flood of lead acid battery would be the discharge rate is given by the battery capacity divided by the number of hours it takes to discharge the battery. When we say that, and this is what you want to look at, okay? So this would be looking like at the 430 amp hour battery, the AH. And when you see AH, that's standing for amp hours and just giving the terminology so everybody knows what they're looking at on a battery. And then it's going to have the different hours. So say on our crown battery is a 430 amp hour at the 20 hour rate. So it's 430 divided by 20 gives it a max discharge of 21.5 amps. At whatever your voltage is at for the that. voltage, at 6 volt. that's a 6-volt battery. But if I series them, remember when I series things, right. the voltage changed, but my amps didn't change. So all you're doing, so, all you're doing there is right. changing the... I'm just giving, I can do this longer, you know, but for 20 hours, I got more storage capacity. But if you put them in parallel... But I par- now I parallel on the bank, now I'm 43. Okay. I'll the bank to that, and I'm... You know, so I can really get up higher and higher. So that is a big deal. And that actually, if you're running something that's a hard carrying amperage, say an air conditioner, a bigger air conditioner, well, or a well pump, yeah, wells well. are really big. And wells, by the way, horsepower, this is getting a little bit off the topic, but this really has to go along with the batteries because this is the scenario that you'd be working in. Wells, when you check a well, you can't just say, well, I got a one and a fourth horsepower or one, one and a half horsepower because horsepower, when you look at everything you can dig up all you want on the internet and through books, and it's going to tell you that horsepower is equivalent to about 744 watts of power. In a well, that is saying that it's 100% efficient. So remember that. That wells are extremely inefficient, extremely. So a one and a half horsepower pump would say that you're about 1,100 watts, right? I mean, if you did the math of that, you'd be around 1,100 watts that it would be pulling. They actually pull right at 2,800 watts. So their efficiency factor is just, I mean, they're only about 25% efficient, 28% efficient. They're really inefficient. And so that makes a huge difference in the battery bank because they're, again, a battery bank that would run that 1,100 watt is not going to run the 2,800 watt at a continuous. It had it had enough power and, in the and battery. And so, because the other thing we talk about in continuing to stay off topic. Yeah. Is the surge on that even going to be worse than because of that inefficiency? Yes. Or, or yeah. So, yeah. So it's going to surge. It could surge up to seven thousand watts. 
You know, I mean, it'll do probably a two and a half time surge on a well oh, pump. That's a big, huge load. load. So if you are, if you're including a well in your overall yeah. mix, then you yeah. need to, you need to super oversize. Yeah. So anyway, that's some information that's, that's kind of, that okay. we've really been yeah. looking at here lately. So it's, it's interesting. It's, it's okay. Big. And it's not so big on a house situation as it is if you're trying to water cattle with this thing. If you have livestock where that well is going to run a whole lot more often. That becomes a huge factor in the, okay. in the mix. So right. anyway, back so, on the top. So rolling back to discharge. So. And with discharge, it's truly all we're talking about is how much energy can come across right. the poles. Right. I mean, That's exactly that, right. And that is if everything's properly sized with wire as well. I mean, you have to make sure that your wire size is the proper size to make sure that it can discharge that amount of amperage across that given range. So going back to the numbers we said earlier, the 430 amp hour divided by the 20 hour rate is 21.5 amps. So 21.5 amps, it can do that for 20 hours. And let's just say that we're going to do your 24 volt system that you were wanting to do. So your 24 volt times 21.5 amps. That means that it can only discharge 516 amps or 516 watts per, per battery. So you're going to take that times four. Until your requisite DOD? Yep. Yep. You're going to pull, you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to, well, you're going to only be able to pull 516 watts for 20 hours. Okay. For 20 hours. Yeah. For each of those 20 hours. Okay. And that is, I was going to say, wait a minute. Now that is taking you to zero. So remember we can only use half. And if we can only use half, then I can only use 5,000 watts. So really I can only pull 516 watts. For 10 hours is what I can pull that for. Or 200, for right. whatever, however half you right. get to. You know, that's All right, so, so where is this typically biting folks? It's typically biting folks there, again, where they're wanting to buy just one battery and run maybe a compressor, any compressor-based item, refrigerator, freezer, air compressor, air conditioner, anything that uses a compressor. Compressors have a very, very hard draw on the initial startup. I mean, that's one of your hardest. Well, they're not light as they run either. No, I mean, no. I mean, th- but they will come down know it, dramatically from what their startup. To start a compressor is just, I mean, anybody that has an air conditioner in their house, if they happen to have their line, happen to be at well, the yeah. end of a line or and they see their lights kind of dim for a second, come back. I mean, that's because of how much draw that compressor is putting on their system at the time. It is a big draw on the system, even on a grid system. I mean, my home is fed by the grid, and it is huge amount of draw on that All right. when it kicks in. So, so going back to the scenario that I put to begin with, mm-hmm. even though our math is right, where we're wrong on our sizing is the battery. Right. Okay. Because the inverter is always going to be able to hit its... Right. whatever it's rated for, right. plus whatever surge it's rated for. Right. So if that air conditioner I was talking about is 2,000 watts, yeah. and this is a 3,000-watt inverter, sure. it's all good. But it's it is. Battery. But is when the battery tries to fire it up, that's the problem. Right, because its maximum surge it's going to be able to do is that 516 times 4 because you've got four batteries in that deal. So you're about 2,000 watts. So it, the max it's going to be able to surge is about 2,000 watts. But that's the max it could so, surge. So on the surge, so, are you looking at the batteries too and saying right, you've got a you've got right. a you got to account you for the a, surge because your okay, your wow. two thousand watt air conditioner is probably going to surge thirty five hundred watts. Well, it just doesn't have enough to turn that thing on. 
and then you've got to go back to your could do that the batteries just cannot give it enough juice fast enough and so you've got to go back and look at your batteries again right. okay yep. are you safe to say that your battery needs to be sized for the surge on your inverter correct and not wattage to wattage but you need to look at your discharge discharge what the continuous discharge rate is either in amps or the battery specific one battery that we have in particular is that tells you that its maximum continuous discharge is 1900 watts 1.9 kilowatts that's its maximum that it can discharge so there again if you have that battery like and that was the battery we were talking in your scenario it can never give you enough energy out of that battery that particular battery it only gives you 1900 watts continuous it would never be able now it may be able to surge but you're running your running watts is over what it is continuous so is. what happens if it tries to do that in this particular battery this is a lithium based battery and so the vms is going to shut it down so will it trip it where you actually have to hit the button yep, yep. and so wow. yeah it just and then so it if it's not so in your agms and your lead if it's the same thing it just flat out hurt them it right? would just hurt them and the harder you do that the faster it discharges it and the, basically it's going to hurt them even and it, much worse it would so, it would try to take yeah. off yeah it wouldn't be able to. And so you get nothing on the one end and you get damage on the other. Right. Yeah. It's not a good deal. We don't try to push batteries on anybody. I mean, we want to sell you the system that you want to buy from us. But when we talk about batteries to you and we're giving you specific examples of batteries and giving you specific batteries, that's because we know what these batteries are capable of. And if you go to Walmart or O'Reilly's and you buy battery X off the shelf, we have no idea what it's capable of. It may be a 430-amp-hour battery at the five-hour rating. And if you did that, your amperage is going to be super high, but it can only do that for a very, very short period of time, and it's going to be out of battery. You know, So that's why your 430-amp-hour, that's why it's a bigger number than the five-hour rate. You're like, well, what, why is it? Because you know, you'll see different ratings on batteries. And if you don't see the amp-hour rating on the battery, more than likely, if you just see cold cranking amps, that's not the battery for you. That has nothing yeah. to do with amp hours. So just stay away from that battery. Yeah, that's car battery. Yeah. yeah, it's car battery, not designed for what we're doing. And then the other thing to look on those is just life cycles. You know, you get a battery that's $100 versus a $290 battery. And it's probably got a fourth of the life cycles. So, you know, anyway, okay. that's kind of a. All right. A well, note, so. Anything else we need to talk about with discharge? That's interesting. I mean, that's yeah. a- Discharge is very, very important. It's one of the topics that we had not covered yet. It's as important as anything in your system of making sure you have the proper the battery size properly so the discharge rate can be handled properly in the whole deal. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in today. Again, be sure and check us out online. Make sure you sign up for a workshop and enjoy that. We'll be back with some more podcasts shortly. Thanks a lot. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at windandsolar.com. As always, check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaboration. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats. Thanks again for listening.